Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. In today's episode, I'm going to share three simple methods, three simple ideas, three areas of your business that you should focus on if you want to accelerate your results today. They're super simple. We can all do this, but with so much going on and so many things to think about and so many other things to do, we're not always focusing on this. But if you want to cut through it, if you want to fast track to some results, then today's episode is definitely for you. Please sit back. Relax, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to the show, guys. So today I want to share three simple methods, three areas of your business, if you like, that I think you should be focusing on if you want to accelerate your results right now. These concepts are super simple. We're not sort of reinventing the wheel here. And you will know with absolute assurance, I know that you will be aware of these. But sometimes we just need to be reminded. Sometimes we just need to be told that this is what we should be focusing on. So that's kind of the purpose of today's episode. I'm not going to keep you here that long, actually. I'm going to keep it really to the point. So let's just get straight into it. What are these three simple methods? What are these three things, these three areas that we should be focusing on if we want to accelerate our results? Well, this is basically, this was an exercise of me looking at my business and, and looking at a lot of my mentees and looking at a lot of our members of the roadmap and asking myself, where do people struggle? Where are people on the whole struggling the most? And there were three things, okay? The first one was they had a lack of time. The second one, they had a lack of funds to actually scale at the pace that they wanted to scale. And thirdly, they lacked knowledge in certain areas, which meant they struggled with discipline to do things like, for example, find deals or manage their HMOs or work out problems with tenants. So <laughs> the three areas that we're going to focus on in today's episode are, first and foremost, creating more time. The second one, raising more finance. And the third one, making sure that we're always developing our knowledge. So let's circle back and get stuck straight in to number one. 
Creating more time. This is the first point I wanted to bring to your attention today. We're all guilty of getting too busy, right? But actually, that's just an excuse. When we don't do something, really what we're saying is we just don't prioritise that as much as something else. But the reality is, when we're trying to build a business, when we're trying to build a HMO property business, with so many moving parts, with a lot of finance involved, with a lot of people involved, with a lot of unsureties involved, it can be tricky. And we can get overwhelmed very quickly. If at the same time, we've got a full-time job or even a part-time job, if we've got a family, we've got pendants, it can all be quite a lot. And the truth is, the one resource that none of us can get any more of is time. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day and we've all got to do the same things. We've all got to get down to the shops. We've all got to cook dinner. We've all got to find time to sleep. We should be finding time to do some social stuff. So it makes sense that the lack of time is a bottleneck in almost all of our businesses, okay? But how do some people still make it work and others don't? Or how do some people make it appear to work more easily or fast-track the results, whereas some some struggle and it takes them longer? Well, one of the reasons, one of the things that I've observed over the years is they struggle to create more time for themselves. Now, there are a few things here and a few ideas, but if you're really serious about building a property business, building a HMO property business, you are going to have to accept that for a period of time, you may well be exceptionally busy. You may have to make a certain number of sacrifices. And that's the first thing that I wanted to say to you today. If you're feeling like there just are not enough hours in the day, you're probably not wrong. There probably aren't. But depending on how you feel about what you want to achieve, the cold, very hard truth is For some of us, unless we make a sacrifice or unless we make some sacrifices for a period of time, we just won't get there. You can't shortcut your way around everything. You can't fast track your way to everything. Sometimes you've just got to do the tough thing. And sometimes that means making some sacrifices. Now, you have to choose what those sacrifices are. You need to look at what else is going on. Maybe it needs to be your five-a-side football on Wednesday night. Maybe it needs to be watching TV. Whatever it is, you need to make those sacrifices. But if you're busy, and I expect almost everybody listening to today's episode will feel like they are when they're running a property business alongside other things, you will need to make some sacrifices if you want to get to a certain point in your business where you can then begin to outsource yourself and get other people and other systems and processes in to do what you're currently doing. You might need to reduce your hours elsewhere. Again, it's a cold, hard truth. If you've got a full-time job, you've got a family, and you've got other commitments that can't be moved, unless you reduce your hours at work, you know, you may well struggle to get where you want in the time that you want to get there. Now, I understand that actually reducing your hours isn't that straightforward. You've got other commitments and obligations to make. But honestly, one of my observations over the years of working with lots of people on a one-to-one basis, we've got lots and lots of members inside the roadmap, is that sometimes the goals and the objectives don't quite align with the choices that people make. There is definitely an importance and a place for having a job and continuing with that alongside building your property business. But for some people, if, for example, you've got the sort of role where you literally are 50 hours a week, you can't get away from the desk, you can't answer phone calls, you really can't even look at properties to buy, if you can't jump on social media, that can be very difficult. For some people who've got a slightly more flexible working scenario, it can be a little bit easier. But, you know, if you're sort of in the former category there, it may be that one of the only ways to get the traction you need in your property business is to reduce your hours. And I get that that will be a sacrifice 
I get that on a financial level, that might have an impact. And I'm certainly not saying or asking you to leave your job or quit your job or do anything drastic. But I want you to think about it because this is real. You know, the lack of time really is having an impact on your ability to produce results in your property business. That's a fact for most people. Okay. For some people, switching over to a contracting role. Some of the best examples I've seen of people who've been able to build property businesses and do it quickly have done it because in the early stages, they've been able to move from a job into a contracting role. Now, not everybody can do this. I get that. When I was a physio, I was able to move from a permanent employed role into a self-employed contracting type of role. We did what was called locuming, and that meant I could be more flexible about where I went. And when I went there to do certain jobs, I could do three months on, three months off, a week on, a week off. You know, I could be quite flexible. And that was great because that allowed me to really get stuck into my business. And actually, I've said it before, if you've heard my story, you know, that was a really important part of the, the process of building my property business. The dial really did move when I was able to give it that time. For some people, taking a sabbatical is what you need. Now, I know, again, a sabbatical is unpaid leave. This reduces the risk for a lot of people because you're not necessarily leaving your job, but you're giving yourself a period of time to actually get stuck into it to see if you can make an impact. The more time you have, the truth is, the more time you have, the more you can do. Now, it's still important that what you do with that time is effective. <laughs> That's critical. But without the time in the first place, without engineering the time in the first place, you may well struggle. and. I want to be honest with you today, that is just a fact. So after today's episode, after listening to today's episode, I want you to go away and I want you to think about whether or not you could create more time, perhaps making more sacrifices, perhaps reducing your hours, perhaps by looking at a contracting role, perhaps by taking a sabbatical. And there are other solutions. Can you get support in? Can you get people in to come and do some of the administrative jobs, for example, in your business? Uh, can you outsource some of the stuff that you're already doing? Can you get someone to come in and do your bookkeeping? All of that stuff as well. But can you create more time to focus on the things that will actually drive your business forwards? The income generating tasks, developing relationships, formulating your strategies, following up with investors, viewing the properties, you know, all of that stuff. The second thing I want to talk to you about today is finance. Now, we've talked about finance many, many times on the show. It's a key part of what we do, and we will talk about it many more times. It's a key part of the roadmap. We've got a whole section dedicated to funding, and we've got areas of funding concerning mortgages and commercial mortgages and how to get into lendable positions. We've got courses and lessons and masterclasses on raising private finance, creating investor decks, creating deal packs, all of this stuff. We've talked about the Crest system, you know, and credibility results, exit strategies, and all of this stuff is absolutely key. And what I'm not going to do in today's episode is go into that detail, but I just want to reinforce the importance of finance in your business. For almost all of us, in the same way that time is often a limitation, for almost all of us, finance is a limitation. There are a few members in our community who have had good corporate roles, they've developed fantastic pensions, and they've inherited, and actually their objective is slightly different. They don't necessarily need to raise more finance, they just need to deploy it. For 99% of us, raising finance or actually building finance, generating finance, increasing our pot of capital, our equity is key. And actually, that's one of the main limitations to being able to build a business. Let's face it. If we had all the money we needed, we wouldn't necessarily need to worry about whether or not we need to make a sacrifice at work or reduce our hours or start a contracting role or taking a sabbatical because we could probably just do it. It's that lack of finance that limits our ability to do that. It's our lack of finance that limits our ability to go and buy whatever we want. It's our lack of finance that limits our ability to scale at the pace we want. So you need to understand that finance must sit 
at the top of your priority list without finance, without a continuous strategy to raise private finance, to pull finance in, to recycle capital, you're going to move very, very slowly. You're going to get stuck in the mud. You have to understand how to raise finance. It's the single most important resource. Forget finding the deal and the money will follow. I think that that is complete rubbish. I don't know who made that up. I do not subscribe to that at all. What use is finding a great deal if you haven't actually got the half a million to buy it? You can't just turn around on social media unless you've curated a really good audience who really trust you. You're just going to be stuck with a deal that you've offered on that you can't then fund. No, no, no. You need to go and find the finance first. You need to raise the finance. You need to have good relationships with the broker. You need to understand and get yourself into a lendable position. You need to have private finance. You may need to raise private finance. You might need a combination of all of the above. But raising private finance... And being able to raise finance full stop is a critical part of what you must be doing. So whatever you do after today's episode, I know there's a lot going on. I know there's missiles coming from every direction when you're trying to build a property business, but never, ever, ever take your focus off the importance of finance. You need to prioritize that above everything else. The third point I want to talk to you about today, the third kind of method or area of your business that you should always be focusing on and actually, it's more than just your business. It's actually yourself as an individual is always developing your knowledge. Property is fast paced. OK, it's a really fast paced industry and your learning needs to be continuous. Otherwise, what will happen is your abilities and your capabilities will remain capped. You'll be sort of limited to the experience that you've got. And if you're only doing one or two deals a year, which is absolutely fine, at a very normal pace. But actually, your experience is pretty much capped to what you learn on those deals. You can accelerate that. Going back to the the former point, as an example, finance, go and learn about raising private finance. Go to the roadmap and work your way through the courses around funding and raising private finance and how to create investor decks. That will fast track your ability to go and actually do that. And it's the same with other parts of your business. Understanding how to do accurate area evaluations, understanding what is happening from a legislative point and how to actually use these threats as opportunities in your business. Learn about building and construction and material. Learn about the sorts of contracts that you should use. All of this stuff. You know, the more you learn, the easier you will find this, the quicker you'll be able to do it and the better the results that you will get. But many of us, we get to a point, we do a certain amount of learning and then we stop. We think we've got everything we need to get us where we need to go. But that's short-sighted. I'm still continuously learning. I learn so much from the community. I learn so much from my peers. I'm always, even in the HMO space, always trying to develop my knowledge to give me that edge. So whatever you do, make sure that you continue to develop your knowledge. This will help you tackle things like other issues like finding deals. If you know how to find deals and you know how to put a strategy in place to find deals, it's actually not that difficult. The example is there, you know, it's all written on the wall. We see lots of people doing great deals. Yes, it's a tougher market now than it was 10 years ago. There's more competition, the yields and the the returns are a bit more squeezed, but the deals are there. Other people are getting them. If we're not getting them, we've got to ask ourselves why. Are we missing something? Are we not doing something? Is there something we don't know about? Do we need to go and learn more about how to do this? And you can employ that idea to almost any area of your business. Should you be getting better? Should you be improving your skills on financial management? You're running a property business with lots of moving parts and lots of financial considerations, subscriptions, rental income, insurance costs, lots of things to balance and keep a track of. If you're not managing your cash flow, if you're not managing your receipts and bills and invoicing and your accounting, you're going to struggle to be profitable. You're going to struggle to scale up. So maybe that's an area you need to upskill. 
So there we go. Three things, three areas of your business that I think you absolutely should focus on. I think if anyone focuses on this stuff, they will get better results. And sometimes you just need to hear someone say, don't do that, do this instead. Or don't worry too much about that, just do this instead. There's so much going on. There's so much that can distract us. Just keep focused on the really important stuff. Engineer yourself more time. Make sure you know how to put finance in place and raise finance. And always continue to develop your knowledge in the subject of HMOs. There you go. Three things. I told you it was quite simple. I told you you'd you'd know what these were, but I just wanted to really hammer them home today. Even for me, 12, 13 years on, investing in HMOs, this stuff is always the top of my agenda. I'm always looking for solutions to engineer more time for myself. I'm always looking to get finance in place for the next deal. I'm always developing my knowledge so I can be better at what I do. And you should be doing the same thing. That's it for today's episode, guys. A shorter one on the HMO podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to come talk about any of this with me or with our community, come on over to the HMO community on Facebook. Of course, it's our free group. I know some of you guys listening haven't joined yet, which is a travesty. Come and check it out. If you want to really take it all to a new level, if you want to actually develop your knowledge and find a bit of support and guidance to do this at the same time from me, come and join the hmoroadmap.co.uk. It'll cost you less than a cup of coffee every single day. So it's an absolute bargain. And there's so much in there that can help you. There's so much in there that can actually give you a lot of your time back. Just the resources that we've already created so that you don't have to do it. The downloadable templates, just as one example, the deal stacker. You can stack deals in literally minutes and you can replicate them and stack them side by side. So we're already helping you do a lot of this stuff. So come and check it out if you haven't already. And if you've got 30 seconds to leave a quick review of the podcast, please, please, please do. Like I say, at most weeks, it helps more than you could possibly know. We'll continue to bring great guests onto the show. We'll continue to spread the message about all the great things that you and our community are doing to improve uh, standards of accommodation in the HMO space. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next time. So please join me then for another instalment of the HMO podcast. (laughs) 